0: Andrea, thank you very much for joining us today. Kinross Gold has six producing mines, producing over two million ounces a year. And in the interest of time, I want to focus on your two larger mines, which are Tassius and Pericatu. Let's start with Tassius, which, which is an open pit mine based in Mauritania. What was total production in 2022, and what was the cash cost at Tasiest That's
1: right, Jimmy. As you said, we, we have you know six producing. Uh, mines, uh, with seventy percent of that production coming from the Americas. And looking at a different way, uh, two top tier assets, which, which you've mentioned, Paracatu and Tassius, and those uh, those um, assets together produce over a million ounces. Um, so, uh, looking at Tassius specifically, in twenty twenty two, we produced five hundred forty thousand ounces at a cash cost of seven hundred thirty dollars per ounce. Um, and this year, we see that production increasing. So that we've guided in twenty twenty three uh, for Tassius to produce six hundred and ten thousand ounces at a cash cost of six hundred and eighty dollars per ounce. Uh, Tassius has you know long life into the next decade, and you know we expect production to be um, in the average over five hundred thousand ounces uh, at least through twenty thirty, and for production to continue out to twenty thirty
0: five. Kinross has initiated many growth improvements at Tassius. When Tassius first went into production, throughput was only 8,000 tons a day, and that's increased significantly over the last few years. Can you just speak to some of these current improvements that are happening at Tassius and what they will mean for throughput and production in 2023?
1: Sure, Tassius, you know, was our uh, second uh, largest producer in 2022. Um, and it will become our largest, or we expect it to become our largest in, in 2023. Um, as you said, that has been about expanding the troop. But, so we're in process of moving from 21,000 tons per day up to 24,000 tons per day. Um, and that's you know what we refer to as our 24K project. Um, we actually had a, about a two week shutdown in, uh, in the first quarter of this year to do some try-ins for, uh, for the 24K project. Uh, We have another shutdown plan for additional work uh, in June, and then we expect to be ramped up to to you know hit that twenty four thousand tons per day around the middle of the year, and then in the second half of the year to to you know ramp up to achieve uh, the twenty four thousand tons per day on a sustained basis, um, kind of by by the time we're exiting uh, 2023, Um, you know this it's it's been a series of expansion projects and the 24k is really the optimal um, mill size that we see for Tassiest. Uh, so we're really excited about, about getting there um, and completing the project. We've also got uh, a solar project at Tassiest. It doesn't impact production, but, you know, we do expect that, that project to, you know, improve our carbon footprint, um, reduce our operating costs, um, and it's also a good uh, return on capital. So um, that's, you uh, generally, you know, a 34 megawatt installation um, of solar power at Tassius, And we expect that to be online before the end of this year.
0: So that's a great overview of Tassius, and lots to look forward to. I want to move on now and examine Pierre Coutu, which is an open pit mine located in Brazil. What was the annual production in 2022 and what was the cash cost at Pierre Coutu?
1: So production in 2022 was just under 580,000 ounces. And the cash cost was $870 per ounce. And if we look at 2023, we're sort of expecting similar results from from Paracatu. It really is um, a good stable producer in our portfolio. So we're expecting, again, around 580,000 ounces uh, for 2023 at a cash cost of of around $890 per ounce. Um, And then, you know, looking beyond 2023, we do see Paracatu continuing to be that stable producer, producing into the next decade. production averaging, you know, over 500,000 ounces uh, through that period.
0: And as you mentioned, Paracatu has been an excellent performer, very consistent, and you've been able to grow the resource and extend the mine life. Can you just provide an update on exploration activities and growth potential at Paracatu?
1: Paracatu, uh, as you said, is an excellent cornerstone asset. Um, and as I noted, it is, you know, well positioned, you know, into the into the next decade. Um, the mine life currently extends to 2033 there, um, but we do continue to assess additional um, potential extensions beyond that time. Um, any exploration success there would would effectively extend the mine life um, rather than add to the production profile. We already have substantial production there, uh, and we feel that you know the mill is uh, right sized for um, for for what we've got at 2. So. We've got some time given that mine life out to 2033, but there are still some targets that we're, uh, that we'll continue to pursue there. I guess for now I would think about Perika as a 500,000 plus and its producer, uh, as I said, out into, out into the next decade uh, with you know attractive margins in particular at today's gold prices.
0: We've discussed your two largest mines, and I want to move the discussion to your development project, Great Bear, which is located in Red Lake, Ontario. And as a reminder to our viewers, Ken Ross acquired Great Bear Resources for $1.4 billion in 2022. And when in production, this is going to be a transformational asset for Ken Ross. And the initial resource on Great Bear was recently released. Can you just take us through the highlights of that resource?
1: Sure. Um, as you mentioned, we acquired Great Bear uh, last year. So you know, we announced the acquisition um, in December of 2021. We closed in February of 20, uh, 2022. Um, and so in just one year from closing the acquisition, we did put out the initial resource, which was over 5 million ounces in total, including 2.7 million of indicated and 2.3 million uh, of, in the inferred category. It's important to also note that uh, that resource is largely within the first 500 meters uh, of drilling. Um, we have drilled beyond that to up to and beyond one kilometer. And we continue to see mineralization, high-grade mineral, mineralization at those depths. Um, and so we expect that to continue to add to the resource you know, years down the road.
0: And as you mentioned, 2022 was a very busy year at Great Bear, very active with the drilling in order to get that resource out in a timely manner. You drilled over 250 kilometers. What are your plans for 2023 in terms of drilling? And maybe you can just highlight... Any other plans you have for this coming year?
1: Sure. I mean, you know, we last year we we put out uh, drill result updates with each quarter after the acquisition. So we'll plan to do that again this year. Um, we know the market is always looking for information on on Great Bear, and we're certainly excited about it. Um, this year's plan is about one hundred and seventy. Uh, kilometers of drilling, and that's you know partially exploration, partially in-cell uh, drilling to continue to add to the resource. So, um, I would say you know you know look forward, look at our quarterly, uh, look for our quarterly releases for updates on, on how the drilling is going. But um, you know we we were excited about this um, asset when we when we acquired it. Um, you know we added, as you said. A substantial amount of drilling last year, and added to the drilling that was done before we acquired the asset, it's something like 560 kilometers of drilling um, before coming into 2023. And you know, we were we had followed uh, Great Bear for about three years before announcing the acquisition. Um, so we were pretty confident about what we saw there when we announced the acquisition, and we're you know we're even more confident um, as we continue to do the work there. So. Um, you know, we're, we're really excited about it and excited to continue to show uh, the market what we're seeing in terms of the drilling.
0: You just mentioned a very interesting point that you were following Great Bear for three years before Ken Ross acquired it. And I'm just curious, how many names would you follow on an ongoing basis?
1: We typically look at the landscape. We have a, you know, we have a bit of a program where sometimes we actually invest in uh, junior equities Uh, junior mining equities um, that's typically you know when we like uh, a property and like a management team and we see an opportunity um, with Great Bear we weren't invested in it but we followed it as we would in in some of these other instances um, where we you know believe in the asset believe in the management team um, and sometimes we can sort of provide assistance Um, and so that's the way in which we were sort of following and uh, following the the drill program um, at Great Bear for Know, multiple years before actually, you know, um, announcing the acquisition.
0: And Andrea, with so much drilling going on at, at Great Bear, the drilling contractors must be very happy with Kinross.
1: <laughs> Look, when we started, it was all about getting, uh, you know, uh, how many drills could we get on site, and how many drill operators could we get there? So, I think we're up to um, we're up to the right number at this point. Uh, but that was a bit of a uh, that was that was an effort at, at the start when we first acquired the asset as well.
0: You mentioned the initial resource was five million ounces. And I'm going to put you on the spot now, Andrea. But where do you see it going?
1: Uh, look, you know, there's only so much we can we can say here in terms of our estimates, but but we do we and others have made an analogy to the hemlow line. Um, at Hemlo mine has produced, you know, over 20 million ounces over multiple decades. Um, and we see a lot of similarities between Hemlo and Great Bear, and you know, others have also pointed to some of the similarities as we started to uh, as we started to provide you know some of the some of the drill results uh, that we've seen along the way. So, um. That's all I'll say on that point at this.
0: You mentioned that you're going to continue on with drilling in 2023, but maybe you can give us a sense of what else you and your team are going to accomplish at Great Bear in 2023 and give us a sense of the timeline, what's going to happen in 2024 and beyond, and maybe when you will make a construction decision.
1: Other work that we have ongoing um, and looking at our timeline, Um, to answer a couple of your questions together here at one. I guess working backwards, we've talked about production uh, in 2029, um, and we get questioned a lot about whether we can shorten that timeline. Uh, That timeline is is based on a two-year construction period starting in 2027, and working back from that, um, one of the key factors in the timeline is the permanent process. Um, and the estimate that we've made for permitting is is based on you know what we've seen for other similar projects or what others are anticipating for similar projects that are that are also um, underway. And so you know that's what we we th- the permitting timeline that we've allowed for is realistic, um, not overly conservative. Um, and we don't really have a lot of control over the process. So um, what we will do is make sure that we've you know got. Um, all of our uh, all of our information ready uh, ahead of time as early as possible. Um, we're you know developing good working relationships with the First Nations uh, to make sure that we have a good understanding of their needs. Um, and um, you know I would say that if we do happen to get the permits ahead of what the timeline we have in the schedule, we'd be ready to start construction early. But we just can't count on that at this point.
0: Andrea, that's a great overview of your various operations. I want to move the discussion out toward your balance sheet and capital allocation. Will you focus on buybacks, dividends, or capbacks? How will you allocate capital in the coming year?
1: Uh, well, at gold prices we've seen over the last couple of weeks, uh, we would expect to, to do all of those things and also um, pay down a bit of debt and, and improve our balance sheet. Um, so, you know, maybe I'll go through each of those uh, each of those items and provide a little bit of context. So in terms of, you know, reinvestment in the business, we expect to spend about a billion dollars of, of capital this year. And that's split roughly 50-50 on sustaining capital and growth capital. We have 500 million of, of notes coming due in 2024. Um, I mentioned previously that we expect to refinance those to, to push the term out this year. Um, and so that is the plan uh, as we sit here today. Um, but we will look to repay the amounts that we currently have drawn on our credit facility, um, our revolving credit facility, and then we've got a billion dollar term loan that we um, took out to finance the cash portion of the Great Bear transaction. And so you know that matures in 2025, but it doesn't flexible repayment terms. So. Um, you know that would be kind of next in line to to look to uh, to start addressing when when we do have the cash to do that. Um, and you know, last but not least, um, is uh, returning capital to shareholders. Uh, looking back at 2022, we returned about 450 million to shareholders, including 300 million in the form of share um, repurchases and 150 million um, in our sustainable um, our sustained uh, dividend. Um, so our regular uh, dividend is uh three cents a share quarterly we expect to continue that you know in 2023 and for the foreseeable future through the you know sustained through uh, through the gold cycle um we've layered onto that a buyback program uh, we started that back in the second half of 2021 and then we enhanced the program um in September of 2022 which drove the 300 million that that uh, that we uh, returned through buybacks uh, last year. For this year, that program now turns to uh, basically formula-based, it's uh, dynamic. So, you know, based on cash that we're generating. Um, and uh, it's it's uh, the formula is 75% of what we're calling excess cash. And excess cash is defined as free cash after the needs of the business. Uh, so, you know, after all of our capex, after interest, Uh, and after dividends, and then 75% of that number would go to uh, share repurchases. So, you know, it can be pretty meaningful at higher gold prices. Um, But we're also protecting our balance sheet um, for any downside. Uh, We've got some guardrails in there. For example, um, if our net debt to EBITDA ratio um, is, you know, about 1.7 times, then, you know, there's no buyback. So as we look out to this year, um, you know We expect to be executing on the buy but more geared toward the second half, just given the, um, the nature of our production profile and cash flow profile that we expect for 2023.
0: Andrea, I want to move the discussion now toward valuation. As you mentioned, things are going very well for Ken Ross at your operations, at Great Bear. You're cashed up, you have a strong balance sheet, you're returning cash to shareholders, but yet the stock is trading at a discount to many of your comps. What will you and your team do in the coming year to close that valuation gap?
1: I think, you know, the number one thing uh, on our minds at the moment is just getting back to our track record of delivering on our commitments, delivering on guidance. We pride ourselves as having a strong track record um, of meeting guidance. We were, you know, at nine consecutive years of delivering uh, delivering on our guidance. Uh, and then we ran into some challenges in sort of second half of 2021 and, and throughout 2022. And those were, you know, largely related, well, related to a, a couple of different areas. So, you know, there's some macro issues um, in terms of inflation, um, geopolitical issues, as, and we also had some operational challenges. We're really committed to getting back to delivering on those commitments. And so I think that's kind of the first step of of uh trying to you know address evaluation and 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 hopefully that will make a difference as the market starts starts to see us coming back to that the second thing uh, i would point to is is great Bear. um the market continues to be hungry for information on great Bear. um you know it will take some time but i think as we continue to develop um and and we continue to provide drill results and any other information we can as we go here uh over the next few years after and believe that will also help. I do think there's continued upside in our shares following the divestiture of Russia. Uh, Russia was a great cash contributor for us for many years, um, but we do believe it it was a bit of a drag on our valuation um, through that time as well. Uh, and so having exited Russia um, and also exited Ghana last year, as we sit here today, we've got a production profile that is 70% coming from the Americas. Uh, along you know with two top tier assets and a world class development project, all of which we've, we've talked about today. Um, and so with that as um, our platform, we do believe that there's certainly um, upside to the valuation that we that we have today on our shares. Uh, and I think we're well positioned. Um, we're well positioned for 2023. We're coming into 2023. Um, we expect to continue developing uh, drilling and developing at great there we expect to you know deliver on our uh, increased production this year we've got about a five percent production increase to 2.1 million ounces this year um, we expect to you know continue to improve our balance sheet and continue to return capital to shareholders through both the dividend and the buyback um, so I think all of those factors together leave us in a, in a great spot to um, um for that valuation to be addressed in, in 2023 and beyond.
0: Andrea, as we wrap up, you provided a lot of detail of what's happening on your various operations, but maybe you can just summarize as to what investors can expect in terms of news flow in the coming months from Ken Ross.
1: Sure. I, you know, next up is uh, our Q1 results in our AGM, which are um, all around sort of May 9th, May 10th. Um, that will be, you know, a regular quarterly results. Uh, including updates on all our operations and projects, uh, we've talked, you know, about uh, our our two biggest assets and our and our development project uh, at Great Bear. Um, there's there's other uh, catalysts coming. Uh, we have La Coifa in Chile that continues to ramp up, and that's going great. Um, and then we have our Mancho project in Alaska um, that you know is progressing, and we expect first production there in 2024. So those are other assets. Um, for example, that um, that you'll see updates on uh, throughout this year, just um, likely along with our quarterly press releases.
0: Andrea, that was a great update on the various operations at Kenros and we look forward to the ongoing Newsflow Act, your Great Bear Project. Once again, thank you. Thanks, Jimmy.